Hey Coast Wizard listeners, before we begin today's episode, a quick word from our sponsor Zenler Ninjas. That's Z N L R ninjas.com for all your new Zenler needs whether it's virtual assistants or you need site migration and everything in between. Zenler Ninjas can handle it, so check them out and now let's get started with today's show. Welcome to the Course Wizards podcast with Amit Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get ready to discover the latest tools and tips on how to create, teach, and market your online training course. Now here's your hosts, Amit and Chris. What's up, Course Wizards? Welcome to yet another episode of the Course Wizards. I'm here, Amit Aurora. This is my co-host right here, Christopher Maselli. What's up, Chris? Hey, Ahmed, how you doing? Wow, look at that shirt. Okay, if you all are not watching this on YouTube, we are now on YouTube, and you've got to log on YouTube for this podcast just to see Ahmed's shirt. What kind of shirt is this, Ahmed? I have no clue. It's a hoodie I bought from IEDM, Electronic Dance Music, IEDM.com. Dude, is it rocking or what? That has got to be my favorite shirt ever. I absolutely love it. For those of you who are listening, it's like this shimmering dark blue, like a midnight blue with gold overlaid uh, images on it. It's just, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't explain this. They have to log in onto YouTube to watch this. <laughs> it's even got a hoodie, doesn't it? It does have a hoodie. Yeah. yeah See? You can't put it on. You're going to hit your microphone off. That's pretty cool. <laughs> So, All right, well, what are we what's going on? What's that? What are we talking about today? Oh, we t- well, from what I understand, we're talking about something that I'm very excited about because, um, you know, I am always wanting to grow my email list. And that's what we're going to talk about today are eight tips on how to grow it. Now, you found this article that we are going to be referencing in here, and this is a fantastic article. Tell us a little bit about that, Amit. Yep, yep. I found it on brandongaily.com. We'll put that link in the show notes. Now, this is a precursor to our previous episode. So if you missed that, go back, listen to it. We took a break on the 4th of July. So there was nothing on during the 4th of July week. We were just having fun. But go back and listen to episode 147, email subject line tips for getting better open rates. So that was the previous one. This one is eight tips on how to grow your email list. Great article, right, Chris, from Brandon Gailey. So we'll link that in the show notes. And uh, let's just get into it. Number one tip from Brandon Gailey is the dreaded exit intent pop-up. Like, I know we all hate it, but it still converts. That's your final chance to get someone in. So a lot of softwares, New Zealander being one of them, WordPress, Elementor, every software, right? It has that smart tracking That when your mouse is about to go and exit the browser or close the tab, you will see an exit intent pop-up like, hey, get 10% off or uh, give me your email for something good in exchange. So leverage those exit intent pop-ups because they still work. And Brandon Gailey did all this cool experiments or did the research so we don't have to. But that's my number one tip from his article is exit intent pop-ups. 
Yeah, and these aren't near as annoying as the regular pop-up, right? No one likes to go to a website and then they're trying to read something and a regular pop-up comes up and you can't see what you're trying to read. This only fires off if you haven't already subscribed to the list and if you're trying to exit the page. It's kind of like a quick reminder. Uh, so yeah, that's a, that's a really good one. The other thing you can do is you can put a subscribe box at the bottom of every page and and get this, every post. So if you're writing a blog post, put a subscribe box at the bottom of that or somewhere in the middle of it and, and of course at the bottom of the page. The idea is you don't want someone to come to your site without tripping over a subscribe box somewhere because if there's a opportunity for them to subscribe, you want them to find it. And of course, this isn't just a, when we say subscribe box, we're not just saying you're going to put something on that says, hey, sign up for my email list, because most people don't want to do that. They don't want to sign up for spam. But if you're offering a lead magnet, right, a really great PDF, something like that, we're going to talk about that, I think, next episode. If you're looking for something like that and you've got a really good one that has a subscribe box next to it, you better believe people will fill that out. And Chris, what's funny is, uh, Brandon Gailey mentioned this as one of the tips. I don't think we're covering it today, but I will just throw it as a bonus tip is you mentioned PDF. Yeah. Someone did this with their blogs. What they and this was like so simple, but you I never thought of it, and I don't think you have either. This person, every blog post, they converted it into a PDF, and they said every blog post had it, hey, don't want to read this or want to save this as a PDF, put your email here. We'll email you the PDF version of this blog post. I was like, genius. Like That is brilliant. But so did they have to create, though, a email series to go with every one of those or like an email yes. to go with every blog yeah. post then? Yeah. But I guess it's not that hard to do, right? You create one and change the link out every time you put a new post up? Exactly. And most email responders, right, like they're smart enough like you can program them to know, okay, if this person subscribes from this blog post, tag them with this specific post and then just send them that blog post as a PDF. Yes, every email service can do that now. Or, so that, or if you want to simplify it even further, just add them to a generic uh, like catch-all email list and just mm -hmm. redirect them to a thank you page for that blog post with a PDF to download. Does that make sense? I, uh, could you do? Uh, can you do? Yeah. The so, for example, five tips on the page and not in your email service. Yeah. So, for example, right, like this one, our our topic for today is eight tips on how to grow your email list. So, yeah. example, this being your blog post, and your thank you page would be eight tips on how to grow your email list hyphen ty, and on that ty page, you'll put the download button for the PDF, and they will just be brought into your catch-all email list just to add as a subscriber yeah that's so, that's crazy i'm i'm kind of wanting to explore this <laughs> I, I think we just got distracted from the main topic but boy that's good <laughs> that is like i couldn't believe that so anyways yeah we did get distracted let's move on to number three number three is use the right color and wording on your submit button so this one, again, I'm going to open a stack here. I don't here. know what the right color is. So Brandon uh, reference, references a study that was done by Sumo Me 
our favorite AppSumo people, they did a study on their software, Sumo Mini, and the study did an effectiveness of four different colors, red, green, yellow, and orange. And of those four, red outperformed all other colors by 20%. Now, 20%, that means, that means one out of every five people. But I want our listeners to hang on and yep. not just go and change all the button colors to red. Oh, but I want to. I really want to right now. <laughs> <laughs> it should still go with your branding, right? But red outperformed all those other colors by a moonshot. So if you have red, green, yellow, orange, again, all these are micro adjustments that we are making, right? As course creators to get that extra subscriber to that extra conversion. So play around with it. It, It's not the gospel. It's not end all be all. Our word isn't the final word or Sumo Me or Brandon Gailey. I would say experiment. Keep changing the colors. Keep changing the call to action instead of just always saying, join my newsletter. Yeah, yeah. You know, I do like, though, the idea of using some kind of shade of red, if you can, if it fits within your palette, because um, that's, I mean, that really is, you're talking about, you know, micro uh, changes, but that's a pretty big change. You're, you're, you're saying that someone who does green gets four subscribers, someone who does red gets five. Over time, that's a lot. Yep. All right, so next we're going to look at the number of form fields and how that will impact your conversion rate. So this is really interesting. They did a survey and they found that 60% of the people they surveyed preferred to use two to four fields. They gave them four choices. They said you can have one field, which would just be your email only, two to four fields, which is what they call a short form, five to seven fields, which is medium, or eight or more fields, which is really long, right? Long form. But yeah. what they found is that those um, uh, that the conversion rate of a form drops by twenty percent for every form field you add. So again, this number twenty percent seems to come around again, but that's a lot, right? So if if you have five people sign up, I only get four because I added an extra form field. So what you want to do is have as few as possible. I like personally to collect both email and first name because I like to personalize emails, but you know what? That first name may be costing you some subscribers. Now in this study though, Chris, it looks like uh, the 61%, right? Like that graph that you're looking at and our, even our people watching on YouTube might not be seeing that. So let me just share my screen real quick. Uh, Let's share the screen. So you see this graph here. That's the majority is two is the most common. But if someone asks like first name, last name, email, phone number, and then like country, you're going to see a drop. Every extra field you add, you're going to see a drop. And that's really, that's only human nature, right? Because... I would do that too. If something asks for my email or my phone number rather, and I'm thinking all they need is my email address, I'm I'm giving them a fake phone number at the very least, or or at most, I'm just not even going to fill it in. Yep. So <laughs> the next one I have here is change your button text from generic to specific. The most generic button text is 
sign up to my newsletter or sign up like sign up to what and um a, a lot of people do this really well so what one example would be saying give me some free stuff or send me the secrets or count me in i want in let's do this don't so i, I don't know the exact english word like phrases chris but like third person maybe like don't so you should phrase your button like you're talking in your audience's language like yeah. i want in instead of uh, yeah. no it's first you want you're saying, yeah. i want to download this you know send me this now yeah because it's yeah. it's almost like they're saying that right you're you're putting yes. words in their mouth for them they're saying it let me do this now yeah so that's a common mistake and it's so simple you just need to change the button text and every software out there lets you change the button text so don't make that mistake change your button text so easy it's going to bump up your email uh, sign up rate yeah yeah the the next point uh, out of these eight is to use social proof now we've talked about this before but social proof is essentially when you say um, hey other people have have said they like this too right so um, if you they say for instance if you have over a thousand subscribers you should let people know about that on your opt-in form so you might say join over a thousand other subscribers in getting our emails right they say that that bump will give you another 10 to 20 percent and these numbers they just seem i don't know so high to me because when you add them together like it's so much it's like oh you're getting no subscribers but because i've put on social proof and i got the right color button and i got less form fields uh you know i'm, I'm getting like a 60 percent increase rate and maybe you can uh, i'm so i'm you, i'm guilty of this i have 1300 plus subscribers and i think you do too chris yeah. but i never mentioned that anywhere like join 1300 other news and experts and get my tips um, I'm totally going to do this. I'm, I'm telling you, and if you're listening to this episode, I'll mention this again at the end, but you need to go back through, listen to these tips, and put every one of them into practice. So for social proof, there's really two different kinds. One is what we call wisdom of the crowds. That's like join over a thousand other subscribers, right? What you're saying is other people are doing this, you should too. But the other kind of social proof are just individuals. So if there's someone who's said something good about your email list, put their picture, put a quote from them about what they like about it. And that will quite often get people to say, oh, well, someone else likes this, so I, I, I can too. So I'm gonna give you a live example, Chris. I was just on this website, uh, backlinko.com. Have you heard of Backlinko? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so Backlinko used to be owned by, uh, uh, his name escapes me. Um, anyway, Brian Dean, okay. It okay. came back. So first thing, first thing above the fold on his homepage, get exclusive SEO tips that I only share with my email subscribers. Mm -hmm. And then what you just mentioned right below that is a screenshot or a, a testimonial from someone saying, I thought the blog was good, but the newsletter even better. So mm -hmm. He's saying that he's only going to uh, share these tips with his email subscribers. And then he's showing social proof. So two things that we just talked about, instead of just saying, subscribe to my newsletter, because no one cares about my newsletter, unless yeah. you give them a reason to care about. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So That's really yep. good. Uh, the next one is use the highest converting lead magnets 
that take the least amount of time to produce. Now, this is eye-opening to me that a 400-word checklist or a cheat sheet is going to perform or outperform a five or a 50,000-word ebook. Yeah. The reason yeah. being that 400 words can be read in five minutes. Mm-hmm. And a fifty thousand word ebook is never going to be read. <laughs> no one ever reads, reads that whole ebook. They skim it at the very best. Yeah. So don't spend days, months to create an ebook that no one's going to read about. Instead, condense that into a checklist that most people will read in five minutes. Yeah. If you're going to spend a lot of time in your lead magnet, you've got to spend the time in trying to figure out what kind of lead magnet would make people want to download it. Because we can all come up with checklists and things like that, but what about your checklist makes it something that people want to download? Come up with that really good title, and that's where you need to spend your time, not in creating a 50,000-word document. (laughs) No one wants that, right? (laughs) No one. Even you don't want to write that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, next, um, understand the difference between single opt-in versus double opt-in, right? So this this one's really interesting. And I, I, I got to tell you, Ahmed, I just don't know if I can get my head around this because my thought has always been I only want to offer single opt-in. That is, if someone gives me their name and email, that's all I ask for. I can then start sending them emails. Double opt-in means I first send them an email that says, click on a button here to confirm that you really want to receive email from me. And so it requires another action from the user to get on your email list, which seems like a stopgap, right? Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to make it more difficult? Well, here's why. What they have found, MailChimp found this, they said that double opt-in lists, are you ready? had nearly double the amount of opens of single opt-in lists. And why double is that? The amount, and they had slightly more than double the click-through rate as single opt-in lists. So you know that opens and click-throughs are two of the most important statistics when it comes to email. They both double. They're both 100% more if you require a double opt-in. I have a hard time wrapping my head around that because I think you would get, and and maybe it's because you'd get so many fewer subscribers that those who jump through the hurdle, right? They're the ones who really do want to hear from you. Well, my, and we talked about this before hitting the record button. My theory behind this is the micro commitments, right? Mm -hmm. Every single step you take is a micro commitment. And now you're really what's the word I'm looking for? Hook, line, and sinker because you have made those micro commitments to opt in. And when you have to jump through hoops to opt in, I think that's when your subscribers are truly bought into what you're selling them. Yeah, they're truly putting their hand up and saying, "I want this." Right? They're 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 really they're committed. And you know, we've I think we've talked about this before also. But you have to train your list, right? You have to train them to click, and that's the that's the first time you're doing it right there. And so if you get them used to doing that, oh, I got to click to get on this guy's email list. Um, it, it may be a good thing for the future. All right. Well, Chris, wrap it up with a recap. All right. I'm just going to do a quick recap. We are talking about eight tips on how to grow your email list, eight secrets to building it. Here they are. One, the exit intent pop-up. 
have an exit intent pop-up when they try to leave. Two, put a subscribe box at the bottom of every page or post. Three, use the right color and wording for your submit button. Four, the number of form fields impact your conversion rate. One to two at most is what we recommend. Five, change your button color or your button text rather from generic to specific. Let them know exactly what they're getting and put it in that first person. Number six, use social proof. Number seven, use high converting lead magnets, but use ones that don't take too long to produce because no one's going to read that 50,000 word book. And finally, number eight, understand the difference between single opt-in and double opt-in because apparently it's double opt-in that works. Yeah, we'll have to test that, man. But that there you have it. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know this was a little longer episode, but we want to make sure that you can grow your email list so you can have more subscribers, more conversions, more cha-ching money. Thank you for listening to the course wizards. This is your host, Amit, with my co Christopher Maselli, and keep creating. Don't forget to rate and review and subscribe to the podcast, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for listening to the Course Wizards podcast with Ahmed Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get a free PDF of their favorite online training resources, as well as notes from this podcast at coursewizards.com. Hey, course creator, this is Chris from Course Wizards, and I recently recorded a training that you're going to love if you're into writing. It's called Apps for Authors. In it, I share 10 apps that will save you time when it comes to productivity and plotting, writing, editing, formatting, and marketing your next book. And because you're a listener of the Course Wizards podcast, I'm making it available to you for free. Grab it at writing.fyi apps. That's writing.fyi apps.